Jesus spent 40 days in the wilderness to pray and to rest before he began his public ministry. This year during Lent, join Pastor Hook to pray and rest as we learn about our calling to be a life-changing connection to Christ in our world. This is episode 28. Can you believe we've been at 28 episodes of Life-Changing Connection? We're almost three-fourths of the way done through our, through our journey together. And thank you for sticking it out with me, and um, I appreciate it very much. We are looking at, yesterday we looked at, um, yesterday we looked at discipleship, and the discipleship really had three components to it. It was from the story about Luke, where Jesus goes out into the wilderness, then he calls together his disciples, he trains them, he teaches them, they grow together, and then they go out and to serve the world. And I just want to reinforce that because I think that that is key to discipleship. Um, So I just want to look at some Bible verses this morning. And the first one I want to look at is this whole idea about developing your relationship with God. Um, We talked about discipleship yesterday, that Jesus grew in his relationship with the Father. That was an up relationship that he spent time in the wilderness. He spent time in the mountaintop. He spent time with God and developed that relationship with God. And so that is that is a up relationship. And a verse that would talk about that is Matthew 6, 6, where Jesus said, but when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees you in secret will reward you. In other words, Jesus says you've got to develop that relationship with the Father. Don't let prayer be this showy thing that you're doing out in the temple courts to show people how holy you are. That's not prayer. Jesus says you've got to develop that relationship with the creator of the universe, which he did all the time. He went out and prayed. He went into the mountaintop. So it's not surprising that when he talked to his disciples, he said, when you pray, don't do it in big places. Just go in a secret place and and just spend time with God in that quiet room where you shut the door. You, and I mentioned yesterday that I do this out in the wilderness. I do this on my walks. There are many times when I'm just, sometimes I'll even turn off the radio and just spend time with God that way. Um, and developing that that relationship with God is crucial to growing as a, as a follower of Jesus. Um, another another a verse would be John 15, 1 through 5, where Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me. And I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Jesus is very clear. If you want to bear fruit, if you want to grow, if you want to grow your root system, you've got to abide in Jesus. You've got to abide in the Father. You have to spend time yourself. This can't be anybody else doing this for you. This is something that you must do. Only you can develop this relationship with God. 
Now, you can go to worship on Sunday morning and you can grow it there also. You can be filled with the presence of God in worship. But that's only one day a week. There are other days of the week that you need to spend time in relationship with God. My great image for this is on Fiddler on the Roof in the first half, you have um, Tevier who is out there working or milking the cow or doing the cheese or whatever he's doing. And constantly he's talking to God. He's building that relationship with God because that's what he did, which kept him grounded and solid in the midst of all the incredible trial and tribulation. I mean, I don't know if you've seen Fiddle on the Roof, but the second half of that play or the movie is just horrible uh, because that's when all the troubles of the world just really, really come down upon this community. And um, you know, though, that because of the first half where God basically, Tevier is so strong with his faith in God that when this trouble comes down, he, you know he's going to get through it, even though there's all this change that's happening in his life because he's, he's connected with the creator of the universe. So when you do have that connection, you can deal with change. You can deal with all sorts of things. But these are things that... Um, that we should do. All right. Um, uh, the next, the next one we talked about was the uh, was this idea of in that Jesus grew in his relationship to the disciples. Um, just just wanted to point out a few verses here, Hebrews ten twenty four through twenty five, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is in the habit of some but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So the writer of the Hebrews is saying you've got to get together with other fellow believers. You have to grow in your faith. Um, Acts 2, 46-42, And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God for having and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. So you get this idea of the early church, both in Hebrews and in Acts, that they didn't do this alone. They grew together in their faith. And this is a wonderful way to grow. One way to do, there's different ways to do this. You can, you can grow your faith in your family. You can grow your faith in a small group. You can grow faith in church on Sunday morning. But you have to be in fellowship with other Christians. And it's not necessarily just casual fellowship. The more you are willing to risk your own um, vulnerability and and tell people more and more about, you know, how God's created you and, and uh, you know, talk about things that are really, really important in your life that you're struggling with in your faith, the more you share those things with people that you trust, the more you're going to grow in your faith. Now, obviously, kids trust their families, right? They Kids trust mom and dad. They're going to tell them everything. And mom and dad are, because kids are so brutally honest sometimes, that, you know, they the mom and dad are very, very able to help them grow in their faith. It's just a wonderful time uh, having children that, that trust mom and dad so much that they're willing to even share the bad things that they've done. It's when you grow up and, and, you, and you start, you know, not sharing that stuff and keeping it inward that... that that you're not able to have other Christians help you in your walk with other people. And um, so if you're in a small group, 
and you're and you feel vulnerable you're willing to be vulnerable enough to to share with somebody that that's a great way to grow in your faith if you're not willing and vulnerable to share which is how i've been most of my life right then then it's a little bit more difficult um but if you cultivate your relationship up with god and vulnerable to him that's good but it's also good to be vulnerable with other people and then finally this whole idea of out that jesus calls us to to love the world around us. And here's a couple verses for that. Um, Matthew 25, 35 through 36, Jesus says, For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. This is the parable of the sheeps and the goats at the judgment at the end of time, where Jesus says, listen, when you need to meet you are the only hands and feet I have of the world around you. So be the hands and feet of the world around. Help me love the world by loving the world uh, through you. And we say, yes, Jesus, we'd be happy to do that. And, or Luke 10, 1 through 2. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he's about to go. And he told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. So Jesus realized that the ratio of his followers to the world would not be, I mean, that there's more work to be done in the world than there are people who are willing to give up of themselves for the world. And so, and this even goes back to the Old Testament, the whole idea of a tithe in the Old Testament, where you give a portion of your income, you know, to the temple so that that can be used to love the world. The, the idea of a Christian is that at some point we understand that we are to be giving more than we're receiving in the world around us. That if we really truly want to be the hands and feet of Jesus, then we give more than we receive. And so we give of our time, we give of our talents, we give of our treasures, and on balance, we are, we are loving the world for Jesus. That, and that is, that is the healthiest, the way that God's called us to live is to love other people and to, be, to give of ourselves for other people. So, and that, that you have it. So that is, in my humble opinion, that is what being a disciple of Jesus is. It's, it's building that relationship with God. It's that building that relationship with other Christians so we can grow in our faith. And it's building our relationship uh, such that, that we understand that our role in this life is actually to love other people. That That's how God created us. If you want to live the best life that God has given you, it's strengthen those three relationships and love the world around you. Now, um, I guess, do I have... Uh, um, let's see. Sorry, I'm going through my slides here because I want to... Here we go. All right. So I'm going to put that up there. Um, so discipleship, Jesus grew with his relationship with the Father up, disciples in, relationship with others out. So the question you have to ask yourself is, what area in your life do you need to work on? Like, are you, um, are you being healthy in all three of these areas in your life? And I would say, for me, this is just me personally, um, probably for the first, oh, 45, 
years of my life, 43 years of my life. I was really, really good at growing in my discipleship with other people. I was in a lot of small groups and grew that way, although not as good as I could have been because I wasn't always as transparent as I could have been. But at least I knew I was growing in that area. And I had a group of Christian friends around me. And um, so that's the probably the one I was strongest in. I don't know much about out. I was definitely one who who um, gave of my time, talent, and treasure to, to other people. So that, I guess, in the basic, most basic sense, I was doing that. But I wasn't necessarily connecting the dots of all the time, talent, and treasure that I was giving that it ultimately was, was loving the world around me. Because a lot of the times I served um, in congregations, you know, volunteering there and, and things that were mostly inward focused. But every once in a while we do something that's outward focused. But even that, even when you're serving in a congregation and most of the stuff that you're doing seems like it's inward focused, what you're doing is you're helping other people grow in their faith and so that they can serve the world and all that sort of thing. So it all kind of ties together, even though if I didn't necessarily understand it. But I think probably the one area that I just was never very, very focused on and probably was stunted a little bit was growing in my relationship with the Father, the up relationship. That's probably where I struggled the most. I was, I was really good at in. I was fairly decent without, but I, was, I struggled with up. And so if you struggle with up, your, your relationship, you end up being someone who's more, um, you know, gets things done, but isn't growing in their faith with the Father as strong as you could. Um, other people may have a really, really, really strong relationship with the Father and they've gathered together, uh, you know, people around them, but maybe they don't, maybe they don't do a lot of out stuff um, or maybe they don't do a lot of in stuff. Maybe there's people who, you know, they've got a great relationship with the Father and they serve, but they haven't surrounded themselves with a good Christian community for them to help them grow their faith. Um, and, you know, each of us have a different faith journey and each of us come to these places in different places. But all three of these things are where God wants us to grow. All three of these areas. Um, so that's um, that's basically, if I could, if I could, summarize discipleship in three words, it would be that. It would be up and in and out. And if you can cultivate and grow all three of those things, then you are growing in your faith. In our congregation, we have this idea of a tree that it's planted and there roots and it sprouts. And a healthy tree is this image that we have on the, on the screen here. And that, so if I could, if I could take in, out, and up, uh, up in and out here it would be that we are we are called to grow our faith which is the root system of this tree and that faith kind of has two components to it first there's a tap root i guess you don't see it on the screen but a tap root that goes all the way down and and is connected to the source of life which is god himself and as long as that tap root is healthy then you're the you know the root system is going to grow and then the root system grows as you grow in your faith and you grow in connection to other people and then you bear fruit. Um, that, is, that is my um, feeble attempt at saying, you know, how, how we should grow as, as followers of Jesus Christ in our world. And so I guess the question would be, how do you know if you're growing? I mean, like what kind of things 
we've struggled with this, or I've struggled with this for a long time. Like what kind of things could we measure that would show that we're growing in this area or in these three areas? There was a guy, I'm trying to remember his name, I just, oh, Denning, I think. Yeah, William Bill Denning, um, who was uh, a process guy from uh, from the early part of this century of the night of the 20th century. I don't know if he was 30s or 40s or 50s, but but basically he developed a whole idea that, you know, in manufacturing processes, you've got to um, measure things. And then once you start measuring things, you can actually tweak the process to see if your output's getting better. And I think it was Denning that's, I, I, I think it was him, but don't quote me on this, that says those things that you measure improve. Those things that you measure improve. So if we're a congregation that's trying to improve people in up, in and out, like what kind of things could we measure that would help us understand what are, the, you know, reinforce these three things in our life? Things like, uh, like up, like, you know, how many times over the last week did you spend time with God in prayer? Just you and God. Like, was it one time a week? Was it seven times a week? Uh, was it 21 times a week? Was it 50 times a week? Um, and are you growing in that area, right? Because it, you know, the the gold standard would be at least once a day spending time in God with prayer. But, you know, that'd be the, the and then the platinum standard would be four or five times a day, you know, and I mean, but... Uh, are we really, really doing this? Are we really spending time with God, developing that up relationship, whether it be going out of the wilderness and spending time with him or praying with him or Bible study with him? You know, these things that we do that grow our relationship with God, are we doing that? And how many times a week are we doing that? And that would be a great thing to measure, in my opinion. And it would also be something that we could then... Um, you know, ask people and see if it's growing in the congregation. Like, what's the average of our congregation? Are we improving that? Are we doing programs and things to encourage people to grow in their faith in that area? Um, that might be one way we could do that. And then the 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 in, like, how many times are you gathering? You know, on church on Sunday morning. How many times are you gathering in small group? How many times are you having? a conversation with somebody at a spiritual level that they're going through something in their life that would be uh, that would be you know maybe one or two metrics around that that we could say you know we're growing in this way um like a daily devotion around the dinner table you know and then a discussion about that how many of those are you doing in your in your week um how many times do you listen to devotion Listening to devotion can be a up thing, but it also, if you start talking about it and then helping other people grow through that, that could be an in thing. Like how many times are you engaging in conversations about God with other people, other Christian people in, in your week? That might be a great thing to measure. And then the third thing, the out portion of it, you might ask questions like, how many times are you praying for other people? You're finding people that are struggling in their life, and so you you pray over them. You ask God's help. How many times are you having a conversation about God to people 
who um, are not necessarily Christians or they're, they're, you know, kind of finding their way in life, those kind of conversations. Uh, how many times are you, f- are you serving the community around you by doing things that serve the community around you? And is that growing and is that increasing? Those might be some good metrics also. Because I think if you're growing in all three of these areas at some point, then, um, then you are doing what God's called you to do in the world around you. And, and we may, as a congregation, may want to actually figure out a way. Is there a way we can measure this, or at least a point in life, uh, and then do this over time to see if it's increasing over time? That would be a great, because that's really what the goal of the congregation is. I mean, the goal of our congregation is to increase people's ability to connect with God, connect with other Christians, and to serve the world around us, to grow their roots of faith and produce fruit of that faith that serves the world around us. And how much of that are you doing? And is it increasing in your life or is it decreasing in your life? And if it's decreasing in your life, why is it decreasing in your life? And are all things like, is this just the number of events or is it the quality of the events? I mean, those are those are things that probably um, could be very difficult to measure, but at some level, you know, you could do some rudimentary measurements about that and see are we increasing and and as are we as a congregation actually increasing are we really serving the world around us and and are we have are we being more effective at serving the world around us um, and another one that just comes off the top of my head is are you are you taking a leadership position in some sort of ministry so that you can bring along other people to to grow in their faith in these areas because you can grow in your faith alone by serving in different areas and that sort of thing, but you can also take that step of faith and take a leadership position and help other people grow in their faith in a small group or in, a, in some ministry of some sort. And so, and those things could be measured also. All right, so I think we're going to leave this whole idea of um, of up, in, and out, and discipleship so that we can move to another topic. Now, today is Friday, March 19th, as I'm recording this, and I have a challenge for you. Um, Tomorrow is Saturday, and we're not going to meet on Saturday. And the reason why we're not meeting on Saturday is because I personally have been stunted in my relationship with God over the last, well, I mean, it's it's happened quite a bit with the pandemic, uh, wintertime also, but just I feel like I need to get connected to God in a very deep, meaningful level that I just haven't been able to do. And so tomorrow morning, instead of recording, I'm going to be having, I'm going to be filling my bucket list on the up relationship. Uh, And I'm going to be doing that for most of the morning. So, uh, and so I'm not going to be recording. So my challenge to you is that for episode 29, instead of there being an episode 29, uh, maybe we'll call it episode 29, but it will just be a brief episode of spend time with God. Uh, see if you can find someday over Saturday or Sunday or, or whatever, or even it could be Friday, where you could get alone in a quiet space and just you and God just talk and just have that three-minute conversation, that five-minute conversation, that 90-minute conversation, that two-hour conversation, whatever works in your life and works in your schedule. That's what I want you to do between now and when we meet again on Monday. 
is I'd like you to just carve out some time in your life to do that. And then on top of that, while you're doing that, I would like for you to pray to God to ask him, where does he want you to serve? Like what are the most in your life and in your connections that you have and all of that sort of thing, where is the most effective way that you can serve him to to love the world around you? That, that's another thing I'd like you to consider because coming out of this study and coming out of Easter, we'll start you know assembling teams and putting things together. And so it would be good for you to just spend time, you and God time, saying, God, really, where is the best way that I can serve? In my life, as I exist right now, what is the number one place that you want me to serve? And give me the strength and the courage and the time to do it. That would be a great prayer. And then the third one is to pray for our congregation, that God leads us and gives us guidance and direction so that we can be a congregation that utilizes all the resources that we have to make loving disciples in the world around us. That's that's the third part of that prayer. So connect with God, pray to where do you want me to serve, and pray for our congregation. That is my, my challenge to you between now and when we get together on Monday morning. So we will not get together tomorrow. And um, I'll, I think I'll post something just so people know that. So um, let's go ahead and close in prayer. Gracious God, thank you for today. And thank you for filling us up with you. Lord, we pray for each people individually that you continue to grow their faith and their discipleship. And we pray for our congregation that you would give us guidance and wisdom on how to grow disciples. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.